Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! All right, test, test, test. Talking to your micro fast? I'm just checking over here. Test, talking into the mic. What's up? How's that a test? It's just it's working. It doesn't mean that it's loud. It looks terrible. (laughs) Well, that's my test. You got it.
to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of June 20th, 2014. I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is IGN's All Nintendo Podcast, where you turn for all of your awesome Nintendo impressions, I hope. Joining me this week, soon, Per Schneider, who is currently not with us, but to his left, special guest, Fran Mirabella. What's up? I feel like if you're watching this, there's a lot less excitement, because you already know we're in the room, but... Absolutely. Also a special guest this week, Tim Geddes. Let Tim host. And we are pretty much set to go. So, guys, let's start really quickly with, uh, first of all, Nintendo's E3 lineup. Uh, we're going to focus on Smash impressions a little bit. Actually, before we do the E3 lineup, why don't you both have some cool Smash stories to tell. Fran, you sure. played in a sort of media-only invitational. Yeah. How'd that go? Just a quick recap. Yeah. I got go. second place. That's the recap, <laughs> yeah, ladies so, and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> very fast. Uh, a Jeff Keighley hosted Nintendo event, the Smash mm-hmm. Invitational. Really big, very exciting for the Smash fans to see the huge stage. Yep. Um, the real life Final Destination. Oh, Tim man. To think about it I is. like that. Uh, but I got to go up there as sort of a, I call it a one and done tournament because it was just random stage. Uh, you did get to pick a character, um, but all the items are on, etc. And so to me, if you like Smash, it's a bit cha- chaotic. Mm-hmm. I don't like playing Smash that way. I like playing stock mode. Like any self-respecting player, and also <laughs> right. a decent freaking stage. Oh, so yeah, uh, the guy from Weekly Famitsu won, uh, and so hats off to him actually. But uh, I was yeah. cleaning his clock in practice. Okay. So it's it the stage killed me. We played the Mega Man stage, yeah. Dr. Oh, Wily stage, oh, right? And the yellow, yellow devil. devil's like devil. shooting you. Uh, you can't. You have to jump over and around yeah. him. It was nonsense. You could fight him, and if yeah. you fight yeah, him, you, you get a bonus. It's true, and I, I should have yeah. done more of that. And uh, anyway, it was tons of fun though. You yeah. know, who'd you play as though? Put his link. Cool. Okay. I like playing his How'd Peach, but I like playing his link. Uh, he felt good. Very similar. Well, I keep describing it as a mix between Melee and Brawl. It's yeah. somewhere in between. I feel that way about the oh, yeah. the game overall. That's yep. what I mean. Right now. Link yeah. himself, overall, very similar, and then he sort of has that leap now yep. uh, for the A smash forward. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, I how, do you right like the, how do you like that leap? I mean, is that enough to get over a fireball, or is it just enough to catch people off guard? It is. Say? I was not able to do it at that stage. I mean, sure. I hadn't really done it. But that's they've added a lot of those moves where you're yeah. like jumping over things. So I'm really mm-hmm. interested to see how much um, that becomes part of the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And it was second place. Ugh. Yeah, it's uh, the first loser, as they say. So okay. I'm, I'm bummed. But uh, that was nonsense. It should have been stock mode. I would have cleaned everybody's clock. I'm All right. Just, you, know, you, heard it, you heard it here first, uh, ladies and gentlemen. All right. And so, Tim, uh, last week we traded some Smash impressions, but if you have anything to add on to what Fran just brought up, you can. I mean, I played a lot okay. of Smash Bros. last week. So, I played go. a lot of the 3DS. I played a lot mm-hmm. of the Wii U. I am just excited. I was excited going into this, but now that I've played it, I'm just like, this is the game that I've wanted it to be. Okay. Like, all of my worries are now just quelled completely. I wish mine were, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'll take I, it. I am. Like, I, this, is, this is the game that I... I'm excited for it. It mm-hmm. might not be still excited. Yeah, it's yeah, in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it feels good. Everything feels really polished, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is it it might not be the the melee two we wanted. Sure. It might not be the brawl successor some people want. I like, don't think anyone wants that. I don't there, know no, there, that there, there are yeah. there I'm are people all there the are people at all. <laughs> but I feel like it is very polished for what it is trying yeah, to be. I, I agree yeah. with you and, on that in every aspect. And the fact that the game's not close to being out yet. That's like, right. There's still there's months plenty of away. Time, yeah. Plenty of time to fix these things and like, mm-hmm. man, I would have been fine just with that demo they had. I would yeah. pay $60 yeah, just that was, for that. Yeah, that was crazy to me. A demo with like 20 characters, 8 stages, a ton of items in it and it... 
it's almost a complete game. You're just like, uh, there's actually more to this. Yeah. And, you, and well, you know that as a Nintendo fan, it just catches you like, wow. That's I would have paid zero dollars for it because stock mode wasn't available. No, but so that's, 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 that's the thing, though. It's like, I, I also am a stock guy. I want Final yeah. Destination. I want to be able to turn items off. And you couldn't do yeah. any of that. Sure. It, was just, demo. it was meant to be. Well, some of the items were a little OP, like the bullet bill. Anytime someone yeah. pulled that out on me, you got sent off the yeah, stage I mean, there's, and off into oblivion. There's a ton, a ton there's of There's some balancing like that. that still needed to get done. I don't know if items, items are always ever be yeah. balanced. Like They're items are just more chaos They're and stuff. Yeah, but like, and it's fun. It's chaos. still fun. Like yes. that's what I was saying. Yeah, I would absolutely. like it's sixty dollars fun to me yeah. for yeah. even just that. Like I would rather it, pay sixty dollars for just Final Destination, but. Uh-huh. $60 for this, like, man, I had so much fun seeing the people around. Smash completely just took over E3. Sure. Like, you could not walk without hearing somebody humming the song, mm-hmm. like, yep. and all that stuff. Like, it was just powerful. Yeah. Yes. And it was on the big screen. Exactly. Had it right it, at Nintendo's booth. It, it is, you know, it's one of those things that, because we didn't get to play it, it's being developed by Namco Bandai in collaboration with them. So it was all those things. You're like, well, I don't know. I've seen all these screens. It looks just like it. Then you played it, and to Tim's point, smashes back. You fell right into it, yeah. Yep. Yeah. and it's as simple as that. And you're ready for more, and yeah. you, you just yeah. can't wait to play it. I feel the same way. Sure. There's a ton of things I can't wait to see, but it felt nothing fell off about yeah. it. Yeah, no, and my biggest thing is it does feel different in yeah, the right does. ways. Like yeah. each character that like I'm so used to playing, I was like, oh, there's new things about this, and like the movements, the physics are slightly different. And all this, and it's like I like that. Yeah, I like that they change dashing. You get to relearn. Works. You're kind of running more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just there's a lot more like you were saying earlier with Link. There's a lot more hop moves. There's yeah. a lot more just like diagonal sure. fighting and stuff. And it's My just Mark like felt it's slower. Exciting. I was I was kind of bummed about that. But mm. um, yeah, Mark yeah, does feel a little. A little he, he feels a little like nerfed. Um, and mm-hmm. his like dolphin slash wasn't kind of working the way I'm used to it kind of snapping out at people but then again I've been playing a lot of melee but I, I agree with you a mm-hmm. lot of things that were there from the start felt right my bigger concerns I voiced last week is just from a bigger perspective when this thing comes out I do want to see it get picked up at Evo I do want to see the longevity that melee has sort of had melee is a 13 year old game and there is a passionate community that is growing it almost feels by the day that is helping that game survive every year you don't quite see that with Brawl and I don't want to see that happen in Smash 4 and I think a lot of people are, are sort of in that boat as well right they want this thing to have legs and not just be something that folks at home are going to enjoy because I would argue that even though Brawl sold well what was it 11.5 million I don't know if making Brawl more casual really helped it sell that no, much better and, and I think they realize that and to Tim's point it does feel different it feels better yep. um, it's hard to describe and we need to play more I think I oh of course for me yeah, I felt absolutely. like the hits were a little more brutal um, like they, the impact felt well, bigger I think that's it's the presentation of it yeah, like the, the colors and the, all the yeah. stuff from that it just the but presentation you see is so good yeah, it it's is. Like, yeah. and the, the HUD is just gorgeous yeah. the yeah. HD just helps okay. so much and like this doesn't just feel like HD Brawl and I no, think that was I my that. my biggest worry but also like I remember before this game was announced last year my biggest worry was oh they're gonna add motion controls and stupid gimmicks mm-hmm. and like they're gonna game change Smash Bros yeah. like and they did not yeah. Yeah. like they are just improving on it and I, I also I don't want to go as far as saying that this is better even than Brawl like I don't yeah. want to say this is better than Brawl yeah well, it's too early but, yeah, yeah. It's too early to but say. it seems like it will be but it's I love Brawl yeah. And so I, I want to hold back my judgment on that. But sure. I think that it is excellent. Yeah. yeah. No. I'd say it has Great a demo. 
fighting chance oh, yes. of being good. <laughs> there there you go. There yeah. it is. This is what you get when you get Fran Mirabella on the podcast. All right, guys. So let's uh, let's back up a little bit then. Bigger picture. Let's talk about Nintendo's E3 lineup as a whole, right? So I'm just going to go down a list uh, just to help paint the picture for the folks at home because some of these were announced via press release, some of these existed before, and some were revealed during the Direct. So I just want to quickly go through 2014 and then the Horizon, which is 2015. So for 2014, we have Layton versus Phoenix Wright in August. We have Theatrhythm Curtain Call in September. Those are both 3DS games. We have Hyrule Warriors for Wii U in September. So presumably that means from now into September, we were not going to see a big Wii U release. It'll probably or 3DS, be di- like digital. 3DS yes. seems dead for yeah. the rest of the year besides Smash. Yep. It, it's, it, it is a little weird. Even with a Pokemon game on there, you're absolutely right. Oh, you're right. right. There is Pokemon. Yeah. So Smash for 3DS, October 3rd. Bayonetta 2 in October. Pokemon Art Academy, which is a 3DS game in October. Fantasy Life, which is a 3DS game in October. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, which is a holiday game for Wii U. Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, which we're excited oh, I'm for. I'm so, so, oh, ready for so, so ready for that. November 21st, 2014. Smash Brothers for Wii U, November 2014. I would argue it's probably going to be the same day as Pokemon because they need it out right before Black Friday. To Wait, so you're, you're saying November 2014 right now? What, like, is that just your Oh, no, estimate? that's holiday. No, that's my estimate. Okay, but yeah, they yeah. good point. You holiday. said November like it was official. Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, yeah that's true. Thank we you know for that it's that. holiday. It's uh, holiday, but there's no that. way... Whoop. There is no way Black Friday's coming. Paris here. Welcome. Oh, you Hello. can't have Smash come out after yeah, Black it can't Friday. Be after, I, I don't agree with Amiibo. that, man. No, because of Amiibo, it has to. I feel like they oh, want yeah. that Black Friday money. Yeah. They it's need that thing out. Physical yeah, product but I mean, must be it was the big game when the GameCube launched, and it still it came out December 3rd. Yeah, but this is not the same situation as the GameCube. It's They're in a the much more dire situation than GameCube. I feel. Yeah, true. Yeah, whereas GameCube just launched at that point, and they were willing to wait. Wii U's been out for two years, and it's been struggling you know, sales-wise for a while. Hey, has to be I want to be proven wrong. But oh, that yeah, no. sounds crazy. I don't think it'll be out in Japan. I think it'll make it out here, and it'll uh, it'll be ready before. Yeah, that it has Black to be Friday. Otherwise, Black that's Friday. crazy. Do you know the Japanese release date for the 3DS one? Uh, I gotta check. I think it's isn't it the same day? Is because it not October 3rd? I saw people talking and saying that it was earlier. I don't know this for a fact. If that's true, well, we can get it early. Yeah, so be, there, there are ways. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank okay, you for so putting that on pretty, my radar. And it's then a decent uh, 2014 lineup. Yeah, and then Amiibo, which counts across a bunch of titles, but is basically, I think it counts as its own thing because it's a Wii U 3DS Let's, thing. again, we said this before, let's hope Amiibo is now a serious retail product with distribution through Toys R Us and Best Buy and everything, just like Skylanders mm-hmm. and not one of those exclusively at GameStop if mm-hmm. you, you know, like it has to be... A legit thing. It has to be ready, yeah. An actual... Yeah, a d- widely distributed toy, basically. Well, it, they have be. a lot of sp- of explaining to do, right? Like, what else does Amiibo do? They're still telling us it's going to work with Mario Kart 8, it's going to work with Captain yeah. Toad, but we don't really know what it does I when mean, you use it. Because honestly, just from what they've shown so far, mm-hmm. does it excite you guys? No, it me. well, because the concept of what it is and the figurines themselves, which look awesome, yeah. are exciting. Like, I want to buy it. But them. the actual no. what they do, we just don't know yet. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, for what they showed for Smash, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you can like put your character and stuff. It's like that's, that's not exciting cool, to me. But like, I'm yeah. never gonna because I always it's super play at casual. Home. It mm-hmm. is like the most casual idea to me. I, I play at home, so I'm yeah. not, I don't need to load my custom move sets. It'll save it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. or I might not play as the Mies that often. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's more about, hey, this this thing will unlock something cool. Like, that's what, what I... Yeah, get that's what I'm about. hoping for. Yeah. It better be something really cool is all I'm saying. Like, it can't just be, I don't know, an outfit or a mm-hmm. car part. That type of know. stuff's always tough, though, because the product itself has a stand on its own. And then what mm-hmm. do you withhold from people and yeah. not make them mad because yeah. you didn't buy this Amiibo? It's a great point. So, And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think they're going to deliver on something that makes it worth it 
to the us's of the world. Like the people that are like, we want to buy this. We want this to be cool. Yeah. He just calls you an us. The us's. Yeah. yeah. The us's. yeah you're an us. You're an us's. You, you, I, I bet you love, though, the, the little uh, sort of smash portraits brought to life. Oh, I'm like, I mean, all they, smash portraits. I love I'm going to buy these figures. Like, <laughs> yeah. whether or not they do anything, I'm going to buy them. But uh, I hope that, <laughs> I hope that they, they do more than just you know, ghosting and stuff like that. Sure. Okay, so then here's the 2015 and the future for Nintendo. Splatoon, Wii U. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, also Wii U. Mario Maker, also Wii U. Devil's Third, which we revealed on our post show, also a Wii U game. Project Big Robot and Project Guard technically count, even though they're kind of tech demos. We don't know if they're going to be standalone games or sort of combined into one thing, but they are two things on the Wii U calendar as well. Xenoblade Chronicles X is 2015, also Wii U. The Legend of Zelda, which we were blown away by at E3, was also on that list. And Star Fox. On the 3DS front, Fossil Fighters Frontier, Codename Steam, and that's about it. I mean, there's Monster Hunter, but that's third party. Oh, God. What did he do? do think- Nothing. Sorry, I was messing with my phone. <laughs> Friends making noises. I see. But, yeah, I mean, it's nice so- that they're all... 2015, but obviously many of them are going to be later than 2015. You think, right? So what do you think slips? Zelda. You think Zelda slips? Yeah. I think, I think Zelda doesn't slip. Past 2015? I yeah. think Zelda, I think the Zelda team's been working on that game since Skyward Sword. Really? Right? Yeah. I still, like, yeah. I, think I think that's so true, too. but uh, I still think 2016. This is an ambitious project, yeah. man. Yeah. From what they've it, been saying, it looks Yeah, just but what's your big ambitious. holiday game next year if it's not Zelda? I know. That's, that's why I feel like they're under a lot of pressure to get it done. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I feel like it's going to make 2015, actually, huh. because they have to, and the re- they didn't show any other product that's big enough to sell the system in 2015. No. Their whole, like, business for Wii U is riding on that. I yeah, feel like. but yeah. they did the same with Mario so 3D World. Like, it kind of popped out of yeah, nowhere. I, I always think they have a game like yeah. that with the popular um, character well, that they can yeah, work on. Yeah, and the Mario team has started their next project. They yeah. just haven't said what platform it's yep. for. I would, I but, mean, easy bet is Wii U. But I think U, they had to know. show Zelda, even though it's super early, because everybody, you know, expectations are high. Like, that's such a big franchise. But there are other games on that list. Like, Splatoon should make it out, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a big franchise out yeah, of the gate. I actually I got to play it after we recorded our, our last week's oh, okay. episode How'd on the show fly. I played with Cindy Gordon. Corporate VP of Nintendo. Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was fun. I totally won. Um, <laughs> but um, it's a it's a good game. I love that kind of Team Fortress style tactical gameplay that they bring that that sense back versus the cower behind a corner and rebuild your health kind of like big yeah. soldier gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. Like which is basically every first person shooter now. That's right. Um, except for Evolve. And um, sunset, over and so well, like it's it. you know it's good to have like a, a third person shooter game that acts like a first person uh, classic shoot, shooter like One, that. One, the tilt controls actually help it's without com- being yeah. you know sort of I don't know confusing, but it way. is complicated. Yeah. Like it looks like a kids' game. It's just the visuals are look like Nickelodeon Splash Zone or whatever All that over stuff the place. is called. Yeah. But the controls are really complex, right? Mm-hmm. You you aim and you move and you mm-hmm. turn the camera. Like yeah. you have three different control inputs. Totally a leftover Super Mario Sunshine experience. <laughs> but it is experience. Like it's like the ink level. It, um, it well, is like the whole game. But it there's looks, that one squid level. Yeah. Um, specifically, if yeah. you remember. I'm actually su- it? yeah. It's great ink all over the level, and you got to clean it up. I'm surprised it wasn't a Mario Sunshine based. I'm surprised it just wasn't based on it. Why not? Um, But what's missing from that game is the satisfaction of the kill. And like kill is a strong word for a game like that. But like when you take down an enemy, it does not feel satisfying like in a they shooter. They just pop in like another a bubble. Shooter. Yeah, yeah it's a, that's but it. it's also kind of it's like incidental to you painting the level, right? It's more about taking territory. And I feel like they need to nail that. There yeah. needs to be more of a dang. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys say when it was coming thing. out? 
It's just 2015. Yeah, exactly. The, the so other, that's got time uh, for for feedback and yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, and they they've told us uh, we we have to publish some of the stuff, but uh, there was going to be a single player campaign. There are other modes in mind. It's not just what you saw at E3, yeah. which most people thought. Oh, is from this it? from the little I played of it, it really reminded me of the graffiti mode from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I had a lot of fun with back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's enough for a game though. Yeah, well, that's what yeah, I'm saying. It's, it's like, like building more out of it. Yeah. When I suppose saw Splatoon, the first thing I thought of is this would be a perfect free to play game, and Nintendo should just get it out there as an experience that mm-hmm. evolves and is free to play with you know because they don't really have a good free to play model um, well not on Wii U and no. they've tried with Steel Diver on 3DS but yeah. we don't know how that worked out that, for them that's smart like make one level available and then you know kids who are going to be into it will buy the other ones yeah. I think that's sure. smart or even yeah. for once in your life Nintendo do a beta you know put it out there Mm-hmm. See what people really think about yep. it. To collect the feedback and then. Well, especially for a new IP, right, and a multiplayer-driven one at that. That's what I was it thinking. It needs a yeah. beta. No, because it I does seem right. like it has potential. But I, I heard a lot of mixed feedback. Mm-hmm. Some people were like, "I had tons of fun." Others were like, "Terrible." Yeah. Didn't like it at all. And I was like, "Wow, that's yeah. a very big separation." I mean, that happens in any game, but mm-hmm. I was a little surprised. Um, but it is E3 where you, you have such a barrage of information that sometimes you don't have enough time with games. Yeah. True. And it's hard when Smash Bros. is right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're just like, oh, I'll play that for a bit. Yeah. So Smash, Smash, has what's, Smash has what's missing. It's that when you get taken down, you're like, God, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, yeah. clapping. And yeah. it's like, and when you get yeah. that kill, same thing, right? Yeah. You just feel a wash of emotions and go, yeah, yeah. like I got that. And that was me. But I feel like that's something that's easier to solve than the fundamental gameplay mechanics, which are sound in that game. It is fun. Yeah. The squid stuff when you get good is really cool. You yeah. can like dolphin your way through a level yeah, and all I was that. Telling you know? about that so, yeah. um, it's cool. There are other games on that list that need a lot more work, like Devil's Third, for example. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yep. Let's see. So then the big question, right? In terms of Nintendo, we have the question that always rears its ugly head whenever we talk about we, we're finished talking about first party, the third party problem. So right now on the books for Nintendo, it's not a problem. There isn't anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a problem because there isn't anything. (laughs) Skylanders is on the books. There's a new Skylanders coming out this fall. Transformers uh, game, which comes out actually this month. Those are from Activision. Mm -hmm. Just Dance 2015 and Watch Dogs are from Ubisoft. And I didn't know this until I saw Nintendo's press release, but EA is actually making a FIFA 15 3DS game, which I was like, whoa, I never heard that. But fine. Cool. You do that. It's cool. And then Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, which comes from Capcom. Now, granted, there are other probably third-party offerings, but these are the big sort of three or four Sega, companies. Sega, maybe something, right? Yeah, Sonic Boom yeah. will probably yeah. be. Yeah, there's yeah. a 3DS game for that, too. Uh, Man, but that game. You know, we're still in a position where we're not seeing a lot. And the Nintendo Digital event highlighted no third-party games. I don't think it's going to get much better. I mean, is that the question? Like, where is this headed? Like, Well, I mean, it, does it turn around? No. I think, I think they're riding the system out, man. I think you got to get sucks, Zelda too. out. you got to get these other games. Like, it, it would be a miracle if it turned around. Then the third party might come back to it. But I, I just don't see that happening. No, I think the third parties have moved on yeah. from that that type of machine, right? Yeah. It's like, it's hard to go back. Remember, development teams, those those guys are tech heads. Yeah. You know, you look at games like The Witcher and like, you know, Fallout and Uncharted. It's like, these guys take pride in creating these photorealistic or really artistic high-profile high graphics and they're kind of leaving the 360 PS3 era 
and implicitly the Wii U area mm-hmm. area behind era behind yeah. them. And I think it's very difficult to turn that around. They've, it yeah. works for family games, right? Sure. Like yeah. Just Dance. Those guys would be stupid not to make another Just Dance game. That game sells like crazy. Skylanders Still as sells well, Sonic, yeah. any of these games. And there, you know, I feel like if Nintendo had been more aggressive, Plants vs. Zombies would have been huge on the yeah, on the I platforms too, yeah, right? Yeah. There are there are other games like you know, think of like Tiny Death Star, like all these franchises that would be perfectly at home on a on a Nintendo platform. And that is only going to happen though if Nintendo pushes hard. Sure, but that's that's sort of the picture on the home console side, and I get that. But even on the 3DS side, instead of it being their tech head. They just those companies see a bigger opportunity in mobile. Yeah. They see a bigger opportunity on the iOSs and the Androids of the world, and that's yeah. why you're not seeing ten or fifteen games a year from these company from a combination of these companies on 3ds. Yeah, it's a different story, right? Wii U is is a different story from the 3ds. 3ds definitely is impacted by tablets and iPhones, where quite frankly, developers are getting intoxicated with the power of self-publishing. Right? Yeah. Like mm. somebody can spend less time to make a game, try it out quickly. If it works, then totally monetize through yeah. microtransactions and make bank. Right? Well, and then the model of thirty and forty dollar dedicated gaming mm-hmm. handheld games. I mean, that's also going away. And granted, we still see the occasional like Ace Attorney collection, for example. Yeah. The trilogy is coming out from Capcom. But you know what? That was on iOS first. Yeah. That was yeah. on iOS like a, almost a year ago, right? Yeah, Something I mean, like there's that. all, like even Sonic as an example. Like there's mm-hmm. HD Sonic 1 and 2. Yep. On well HD, mm-hmm. but it's what they call it on the on iOS and Android. And it's like we haven't seen that on consoles. That's crazy. No. You know, and it's like no. Yeah, that market's yeah. just so different. And so, yeah, the, it's easier to publish. There's more, you know, return for the publisher doing that. Yeah. So and, and I mean, let's be honest, some of those games will fail too, right? Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of experiments and the, the market is definitely getting crowded. And there will be high profile game projects that will absolutely fail on Android and iOS and then may come to Vita and, and 3DS because of that, right? Yeah. Seeking a more, you know, spend, like uh, more affluent uh, handheld gamer audience. That, that will happen too. You'll see that. Mm-hmm. So then there's also this quote from uh, Ubisoft presi- uh, CEO, what is it, Yves Guimont? Yves Guimont. Yves Guimont, who uh, revealed to the press during E3 that Ubisoft has a potential Wii U game that they're sitting on mm-hmm. because they're waiting for the sales of that thing to pick up. So his direct quote, we still have another game that we're waiting for the machine, but we're waiting for the machines to become more popular before launch. It's more addressed at families, and it's not there yet. Uh, we are waiting for that machine to be more distributed so that we can increase the number of games. It's like a Rayman yeah, Rabbids or Rayman. something like that, right? You yeah. think so? Yeah. yeah. There was a Rabbids period during the Wii. Yeah. 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 It yeah, just Rabbids seems like, big. like all the big publishers are kind of taking that approach for well, the most part because they're being so conservative yeah. with what they put out on Nintendo's platforms. Right yeah, now. it's just the, the prospect of selling you know, 200,000, 300,000 units is not that attractive to these guys when you know they... They could hold that game back uh, a while, work on something else that that can turn a profit faster. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's partially, you know, we keep on saying if the Wii U sells better, but it's partially a relationship question too. There is a way for Nintendo to incentivize publishers to publish more games. Um, it may not that may not be the games that we want, like the two-year development, yeah. awesome Resident Evil Four-style exclusives, right? But they could definitely get more if they cared more. But Nintendo. Nintendo cares, but also cares more about its own game selling, right? Yeah. So, and also, yeah. it's just been hard for games to sell the Wii U, period. I mean, until Mario Kart really came out. I yeah. mean, it's been yeah. hard, even yeah. with Mario Land, uh, or sorry, Mario World 3D, like, it didn't move a ton of consoles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Mario Kart's one of the first to start really making some difference. Oh, right? yeah. Do we know how big that bump was? Uh, so, it was big enough that for MPD reporting for May, 
it was able to grab number two just on two days of yeah. release. Mario Kart itself. Mario Kart yeah. itself, not the sales tie. boost for the hardware mm, yeah. itself. Um, there were some numbers released, but it wasn't anything astronomical, but it was yeah. an improvement. And as that game continues to kind of yeah, maybe yeah, gain yeah. traction. Yeah, for the holidays even. It can pick up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, totally. Especially if they, I mean, I don't know if they'll bundle pull another. And, yeah, bundle yeah. it or price drop it some more yeah, or get that Black Friday deal and get, mm-hmm. you know, Mario Kart and something else. Yeah. There you Although go. Although they maybe. are they are trying to incentivize people by like, buy Mario Kart, you get another free game. You could pick Zelda, yeah. Pikmin, depending on your territory, of course. Some of you yeah. get different choices. Maybe that's you, what they'll do is they won't have Smash ready, like Tim said, and mm-hmm. you'll buy... You know, Mario Kart that. bundle, <laughs> and then you get like a discount on the. the I don't think that's no. an option. I, I just, just I've been having this argument with so many people, and I'm ready <laughs> to just dine on a, a pile of steaks yeah. because that's what's going to happen. Like, Stranger things have happened. Happen. Smash has come out in December before, mm-hmm. right in the past, so it's yeah. not unusual, but uh, sure. dangerous for them. Yeah, and last time when it was announced for November, it yeah. got delayed till March. Yeah, but again, different picture. Total. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about the Wii, which was so successful that delaying Smash Brothers was okay, whereas mm-hmm. Wii U. The picture's too dire, man. Yes. You can't. I, I do think it'll be ready before. Yeah. So I'm the, winning this bet, guys. Don't. <laughs> so the, Mar- the Mario Kart star- story, you know, isn't over. It, it just started. It did. But there's a big component that can move the needle, and that's marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just about the quality of the game. Um, actually, some terrible games sold amazingly well, and people go to see Transformers movies every time <laughs> they come out, right? Like, marketing is a huge factor. You can make people go by presenting them with with something cool through advertising or through word of mouth or whatever. And that's where now is the question, will Nintendo take Mario Kart and make it big? Will they continue to hit, you know, the airwaves, advertise heavy heavily mm-hmm. and, and, and really push this game as the must-own title? Well, and DLC helps with that, right? Like sure. that's something we want. We've said it a bunch of times, right? Where's my track DLC? Yeah. Where's my, you know, where's ways to just keep people talking about this game? Yeah, with, with the marketing and advertising, they, I've noticed they've done a really good job with Mario Kart so far. Like, they really tapped into the, like, the YouTube, like, the the whole community there. And, like, there's so, they got so many YouTubers making Mario Kart content. Mm-hmm in a way that Nintendo's never done with other games. And the whole Mario Kart TV thing, how it like directly goes to YouTube and all that yep. stuff. Yeah. Like that's just that's Smart. huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that all that helps, you know. Um, yeah. and that that's we just have to watch what happens in the course of the next months. It definitely spiked uh, hardware sales. We yeah. know that, right? It yeah. spiked it. It had to spike it. That is the biggest franchise for Nintendo. Yeah. It needs to spike it. If that doesn't spike it, no, nothing else will. Yeah. And the Luigi Death Stare. I mean, that, oh, thing, that, like, that picked up, and yeah. like now everybody does it. And, like you know, all good. the news networks covered it and stuff. Yeah. And it's like they need those things. Yeah, Conan highlighted you know the smash. I mean, granted, they were the big booth right in front of the front entrance, um, but maybe he has a good relationship with them. But Conan's E3 feature went to Nintendo's booth pretty heavily. Yeah, um, that's right. And it opened it up, so that was interesting to see. Okay, but with, with sort of the sale spike, and if sales continue, do you guys see third parties rejoining the table, or no. have they really just moved on? That's it. I it's think over. I think on. you'll see a few yeah. here and there. At if sales were to pick up, and I just think that overall they've moved on, and yet to Paris Point, like, right, it's lacking online infrastructure. It's like, it's try, like trying to create a film and using older cameras. It can be done. Some people do it. You don't want to do that. All the best creators want the latest, greatest stuff, and they've built entire workflows and teams that work on that stuff. I think you'll see different pub- different type of publishers. I think you'll see indies bringing more games to Nintendo platforms for sure, right? Which which can also <clears throat> be a good game, but a, a good thing. But the two year 
plus development cycle games. Like, I don't think we'll ever see another Assassin's Creed game on the Wii U. I don't. I, it's n- just not worth it for these for these um, oh, developers to go ahead. I think that's done. I yeah. think Call of Duty is gone from that platform. Mm-hmm. What you may find is like a Call of Duty HD collection where they bring back classic yeah. games and now you can play them online or Battlefield 1942. I could see something like that where an external studio converts a classic for the Wii U and does something special. But I think... Yeah, I, I, I cannot imagine uh, them. Well, sorry, oh, yeah. I fell asleep. No, I cannot imagine them <laughs> them bringing like creating yet another skew for a new game that they're going to develop. Yeah. All right. Unless that thing Not just very becomes a huge though. success overnight. Right. Uh, I think which, until a third party or indie has a big success, yeah, that's what it's going to take. But I, yeah. I think that's a stretch. So, but that makes the Wii U again. I think the marketing needs to shift from this is such a unique experience. It's the only machine you'll ever own. It'll control your TV. Blah blah blah. It needs to shift to. Awesome Nintendo games. Yeah, awesome yep. Nintendo games. You get exactly. awesome stuff on the Xbox and the PS4, but look at how different this stuff yeah. is. It's yeah. kind of like the other consoles you want to have. Well, yeah, and they, have a part of, they have part of that message already just because Nintendo IP, you can't play it anywhere else. You're yeah. not getting yeah. it anywhere else, mm-hmm. but it needs to be stronger. That's what they've got, right? yeah. Yeah, and that's the only card they really have right now. So what about, uh, were you still going to go into 2015? Uh, well, we the... sort of did, just kind of going through uh, the list that was there, including like Codename Steam and, and Star Fox, which Miyamoto oh, says right. they'd like to get it. done in a year. They just need a co-developer for. I'm shocked to look at this, the 3DS <laughs> lineup for 2014 and 2015. Mm-hmm. Like, they were so strong in 2012, 2013. Now it's like. Especially 2013. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like, okay, well, I guess we're done. No, yeah. it takes a lot of people making HD games. Yeah. The, the 3DS. I, yeah. Well, no, no, no remember, but I'm these saying these are the same teams getting shifted around oh, back and forth. They, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of the reasons why A Link Between Worlds took so long for them, they say. Yeah, but yeah. but I also think that they underestimated, which is crazy, by the way, because everybody else had already said it for years. Oh, my God, it's so much harder, more costly to make HD games, so it shouldn't have come as a surprise. But I think they needed to pull off a lot a, a lot of talent off DS and 3DS development mm-hmm. to get Wii U stuff done mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And so both platforms suffer in volume because of that. It is more yeah. complicated to make Wii U games than Wii games and 3DS games than DS games. There's no question. Alright, so let's take a quick break and when we come back uh, we'll continue and go through uh, what Nintendo didn't show at E3 2014. Mirabella is still with us, but he has to go. Yep. What is this? I know. I'm sorry. The pair is just uh, he's the got me so busy. What? Yeah, he's not busy. Isn't that interesting how that works? <laughs> That's why you should <laughs> say. It's good you to be say, the boss. You can say, oh, well, I was there yeah. with you. The difference is I put this on the calendar like a week ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually have blocked my calendar yeah. out, but anyway. Uh-huh. Can we keep them? But I love being on NBC, so thank you for having me, and I, I actually, I'm always bummed walking by seeing everybody in here, but... um. 
It's a tough day to do it on. Parents, I'm like, let's oh, do it at like 10 p.m. That's my time. But before you go, I want to hear about Smash Brothers. We did. We talked oh, about we it. Talked you talked about, about it? Yeah, okay, man, right, I missed yeah. it. All right, I'll listen it to it. It was good. It, pull, a, pull a GM move. Let, make him stay. He, he, if you just worked a couple of hours later, he no, could yeah. totally get it done. <laughs> no, I'm coming earlier. He needs to go work, is, work yeah. out and drink his juices. It's important stuff, guys. Exactly. Are you sure? Before I go, though, a little plug action is make sure, you know, that you know about our new Smash Brothers channel. Oh, yes. Well, we've had it, actually. It's not new. We've refreshed it on YouTube. So make sure Smash Brothers IGN. Tim is... Yeah, YouTube.com slash Smash Bros. IGN. Check that out. It's a lot of fun. Tons of coverage. We've got a lot of stuff from E3 that we're putting up there, so check that out. And then, you know, if you've got apps and stuff out there, PS4, you can watch stuff on there. Well, actually, Nintendo stuff, you're not going to find as much on there. Take that one back. But other stuff. And, uh, you know, phone apps and et cetera. So sorry for the plug. But I think we forget to remind our audience to to check that stuff out. and. uh, we do, and it's and, important to us. And our audience has a lot of power, right? Like, if if a hundred thousand people subscribe to the Smash Brothers channel, we're gonna make more Smash Brothers content. Yeah, the same, right, like exactly. we used to do the the Zelda Let's Plays. If more people mm-hmm. watch the Zelda Let's Plays, we're definitely gonna do more, right? Yeah, we've been talking about bringing those yeah. back, maybe. Yeah. Um, watch those videos. It, it's all about you know, it's all about how many people we can get in for that yeah, type like, of content. Should we have just a pure Nintendo channel? I know what everybody listening to this podcast is gonna say. So, yeah, but yeah, let yeah. us know what you would like to see as well. I mean, yeah. you guys, to Paris Point. That's really the point. You have a ton of influence and power. We do this stuff for you guys, not for us. And uh, we just want to make sure we're spreading the word. I'm doing it for myself. <laughs> yeah, so well, I don't know about you. <laughs> runs the company now. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to bounce out. Right, thank, thank you very continue. much, Fran. Awesome. Right. Thank right. you, Fran. Thanks, everybody. Cool. Don't forget your coffee. There he goes. Fran Mirabella. Thank oh God. Man of mystery. <laughs> All right, now we can talk freely. Yeah, let's get real. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then let's talk a little bit about what Nintendo didn't show at E3. So I want to mm. give you guys a quick list of at least the things I'm bringing in there, and maybe it'll sort of ease, because I didn't really prepare you guys for this beforehand. So announced games or made-up games? Just games that have been announced <laughs> or that exist, <laughs> okay. but that were not shown. So none of the Dragon Quest stuff. Either Dragon Quest Seven. Dragon, Qu- Dragon Quest Seven is a 3DS remake that has been out for over a year in Japan. We have not heard anything about it. Nintendo could publish that. I don't know if Square wants them to. It's a weird situation, but then again, Bravely Default did really well. Anyway, Dragon Quest X, the MMO, also for Wii U, nowhere to be seen. There was also a Dragon Quest remake, but again, all Dragon Quest, nothing huh. Dragon Quest. Hmm. Shin Megami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem, nowhere to be seen. Oh, that was, was a weird one. About that. that was a weird one. Like, it's almost yeah, like no they update. didn't want to show it because they showed Project Steam. You yeah. Know, like. And when someone brought it up during Kone Steam, what's the deal with Shin Megami Tensei Crossfire? And he said, oh, that game's right on schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good to hear because, like, that to me, that's one of those games that they announced and I'm like, that's not really going to happen. Oh, you didn't think? Like, right, no, like, they, that, there's this rare breed of games where I'm like, oh, that's cool to see this teaser of a thing that I'm never going to actually play. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first saw it, I'm like, yep, that's one of those. But okay. to hear them saying, no, it actually is happening, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cool. And uh, Yoshi's, Yo- Yarn Yoshi, which is now Yoshi's World. Really Well, yeah. I had the same thought of, so I'm yeah. excited to see okay. I'm wrong. That's fun to play, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So um, that one was weird that it didn't show. Yeah, very weird that it was missing. Uh, then there is no update on what Retro Studios is working on. So if you need a refresher, this is the people who made Metroid Prime, the people who made Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze. Um, they have started their next project after Tropical Freeze. No update on what that is. No update on what Neville Next Level Games is currently making for Nintendo. So earlier this year, Next Level Games, the makers of Luigi's Mansion, Punch-Out for the Wii, and Mario Strikers sort of pledged support. We're working with Nintendo from now on. And mm-hmm. so they must be making something. Yeah. No update on what that is. Uh, no Nintendo app for iOS. Like no nowhere in sight. 
right? Whatever the Nintendo app is. Well, maybe it's seen. just the Mario Kart support app, that kind of stuff. I I think there there's something like a dedicated app they want to try and figure out a way to, and they've talked about it where they, yeah. you know, you're going to use this app to jump back and forth between Nintendo games for whatever reason or rigmarole. Maybe it amiibo. works with Amiibo. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, also, no update on what the Mario team is making, yeah. which must be a Mario game, clearly, yeah. but they've started their next game. And I don't know if this is on your list, but no Galaxy HD remakes, which yeah. all of us talked we were about. Hoping like, for thinking it yeah. was going to happen, yeah. wanting it, you know. We tried to will it into yeah, existence. Exactly. Yeah. And they <laughs> some t- somehow didn't make it. In addition <laughs> to that, no HD remakes. No, of anything. Like, I was a little surprised yeah. by that. Well, considering Wind Waker was a win, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. going off of that, like, it was a huge success and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And, like, they have so much they can do like some of it may be storytelling right like Mm -hmm. as they plan their show they may think we need to show a new product and Mm -hmm. stuff coming out soon and we can't dilute the message by saying here here's a bunch bunch of old stuff right like i think people are always worried about that but the biggest cheer at the microsoft conference was the halo master chief collection one of the biggest cheers at the sony was remastered grim fandango people obviously love classic games and i don't think if if you have a couple of announcements it distracts or detracts from the message that you have new games as Mm -hmm. well so we would love to see that kind of stuff and same thing animal crossing nothing new on that one that was my my big e3 year I, I was convinced they were going to show Animal Crossing. Yeah, you were also. Oh no! Well, based on no information, by the way, that, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just a guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Based on uh, one. Wait, I want to bring up two things, but I'm debating which one should I bring up first. Uh, fine. What What about this new hardware thing? Remember it was that? there. It's called Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you tell people? <laughs> I, I honestly think that's what it's got to be. That that okay. was their hardware. Was yeah, there was obviously nothing. Beyond I got some emails that, about there this. was a freaking there was a there was a differently colored something again, wasn't there? What did we see? Oh no, we saw the, the we saw the GameCube controller thingy. Yeah. But that oh was yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Yeah. I'm just so great. happy yeah. with that. Yeah. Playing Smash with the GameCube controller, I'm just like, so oh, this is be. so right. Yeah. yeah. That's your fight stick, Nintendo. Don't get rid of it. Uh, okay. Um, and no quality of life, but we knew that wasn't going to be there. No, we right? didn't think. That yeah, was we didn't think that was going to be yeah. there at all. Anything else kind of stick out in the back of your mind? Is there anything else missing? Um, no. Star Fox. Oh wait, it was there. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. I wish it was there in a, in a bigger capacity. Yeah. But just the fact that it exists, and again, that's one of those games that I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. What they showed, I'm like, hmm, is this going to be a real <laughs> nah, game? Or are you just playing with my heart? No. Nah. But. No, Miyamoto said it's a real game. I mean, but he's going to say it's, it's a real game. But they're looking for a development partner to help them yeah. make that game, essentially. That is so weird, though. Yeah. We're talking about one of the biggest game publishers. Just to hear something like that, we're looking for a developer to make that game, is so weird. Yeah. That means you're showing something that is so early. It yeah. was early. It yeah, was the key. most basic, like, shapes and geometry I've but seen in a demo ever at E3. Doesn't that scare the ever crap out of you? That that's a demo they used to present to you that this is why the Wii, the Wii U gamepad is yes great? Yes and no. Isn't that strange? Yes and no. It doesn't scare me because I think the Wii U gamepad was in a... Was in a position where they had to come out firing and show people why it was relevant and that was a big part of their message at E3 for mm-hmm. the most part right yeah. it was hey this thing actually does work to do cool things in games let us show you how um, but at the same time it does worry me because <laughs> it's 
we didn't have enough people to kind of make this right now. Or, the, you know, we're shuffling between all yeah. these projects trying to get everything out the door that this is just cannot be our priority right now. You, it just, I mean, it's a reminder. And I, I really don't mean to sound negative about Nintendo. I love their games. I'm really excited about the stuff that's coming out on Wii U. But it's just like that kind of presentation scares me that for months and months people have been talking about like will they drop the Wii U gamepad we have talked about it will yeah. they will they make an effort to show what, what's unique about it and then you get into E3 and you see these half-baked demos right which all of them great gameplay concepts you know the robot We're demos talking about giant yeah. robot yeah. and project guard yeah. great concepts but concepts now Concepts yeah. before the gamepad is out, not yeah. now. You yeah. know, now you need the game. So that that was a little shocking to me. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, by you that. don't see tech demos this late no. in a yeah, console and it's, being. It's so out. crazy because with the Wii, like the Wii U still doesn't have its Wii Sports, and that's mm. crazy. And it's it's almost too late for that. But like yeah. we had Wii Sports, everyone was stoked on it, and then eventually, you know, people were like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But with we never, Wii U never even had that. Yeah, it was just like, a, oh, hey, yeah, there's this thing, mm-hmm. but. But sometimes that happens, right? It's like the platform, it made a lot of sense. Remember, it's like years before this machine comes out, you you have to make the plans to actually build a machine like that, this and move into the direction. It's hard to kind of change things once you get going, too. And like this... At the time, before the Wii U came out, it was all about, oh, my God, tablets are the next yeah. big thing. Everybody wants an additional screen in their house. And so uh, from that perspective, it made sense, right? You, mm-hmm. The gamepad was something new and unique in the world of consoles. Um, and so I, I feel they, they, they probably thought that was enough. Mm-hmm. You know, having this touch screen and, like, freeing up the screen and putting stuff down there that would usually clutter the screen yeah. seemed like enough. Yeah. And then they were probably also hoping on third parties having some good ideas. But and, this is so yeah. weird to see Nintendo, I don't want to say struggling because I feel that's too negative a word, but mm-hmm. in a way struggling to make games for their controllers. That's never been a problem yeah. in the history of Nintendo. N64 controller, that wasn't a problem for them. GameCube era, that was not a problem for them. During the early days of the DS, where two screens were all of a sudden the thing you had to program around, they figure, they were figuring that out as they went as well. Maybe they were mm-hmm. a little slow there too yeah. because people didn't really get DS until like Feel the Magic, right? Wasn't that the game that everyone was like, oh, I understand this yeah. now. No, but I mean, even then, like, it wasn't that long. Like, it they nailed it. Like, yeah. but there was always that moment where you're like, "Oh, easier and to like, develop, though." Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the the core issue with Wii U. It takes a lot longer to steer it to turn the ship around or steer mm-hmm. in a different direction. With DS, you can make games fairly quickly. That said, I mean, look at some of the indie games and downloadable games on the Wii U. They use the gamepad, right? Yeah, they yeah. use uh, the gamepad in yep. unique ways. And I mean, and the thing with the gamepad is, I absolutely love it for games Same like here. for Mario yeah. Kart and stuff, and just being able to just play on the gamepad and just mm-hmm. like just mess around like it's an awesome feature mm-hmm. but it's not something I need a whole console based on and like they've never told me why yeah. and it's they, I, mean, I guess it's fine they yeah. attempted it yeah. at E3 but the biggest draws were the games that did not use the gamepad right well and that's the other thing is like they're using Star Fox as like oh here's the tech demo for why this is gonna work and I'm like no 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 stop that please don't do that <laughs> I just wanna play Star Fox yeah. you know yeah. and that's not good I mean, it'll definitely play without the gamepad. I, some folks are already sh- expressing concern over, is the gamepad the only way I'm going to play Star Fox? And mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to be the case because all the regular controls are mapped to it. Just if you want to get that fine-tuning, sort of aiming precision, well, it's like the 3DS you're one. using the gamepad. Yeah, but not really because the, the 3DS one was still tied to 
targeting and motion were sort of combined together, whereas in this one, um, they're sort of separated, where you can fly in one direction and fire in the other. Gotcha. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's something that this game seems to explore more. This game also, like, they pulled the camera further back so that you're seeing, like, ships come behind uh, the R-wing and you could know, oh, well, I got something on my tail. Bogey's on my tail. Around. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to sort of wait for the message. And it looks really cool. It almost adds that... Uh, that Star Wars effect to the to the mm. dogfights, right? And that's something you want. Yeah. Um, I like the rear. I like the rear view mirror concept for the gamepad. Mm-hmm. You know that you're actually you're concentrating on the main action, but in the free roaming levels that you'd be able to see what's going on behind sure, you. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. And uh, you know, apologies to uh, listeners because there are a lot of indie games on the way that we have not brought up on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is Shovel Knight, which a lot of people around the office are playing, and they are loving right now. I have not started yet. I'm hopefully starting tonight. But uh, I know Colin's on the review, and the sounds of joy coming <laughs> from his corner, from his desk, that is a rare thing yeah. in the office, I think. So he is super stoked about this game. So definitely look forward to stuff like that. And it seems like uh, for Nintendo, part of this, uh, what will help alleviate the gaps is going to be you know, their indie lineup. And they're, you know, what's going to help plug the software drought between big Wii U releases. They're hoping it's indie games. Yeah, I think for people who already have the system, there will be plenty to play, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you bought the system for Mario Kart or you're buying it for Zelda and you're fine waiting a while, there's plenty of stuff to play in the interim, you know, Mm -hmm. from classics that are being re-released or, you know, on the virtual console to to these indie games. It's like, but the indie games will not convert a user to buying the machine. So if if that's part of your agenda is to have your friends own the machine so you want to play online Mario Kart then those games are not going to do it. In addition to that too like if you're just buying it now for Mario Kart or buying it for Smash or for Zelda going back and playing the games that you weren't sure you needed to buy the system for but like New Super Mario Bros. U awesome. Super Mario 3D World amazing. I would argue that I've had more fun with my Wii U with Wii U games than I have with my PlayStation 4. You know with with Alfredo's Xbox One that I play all the time. Like The experiences they give you, Nintendo is the only I like company that, that can I like that, that you take Alfredo's Xbox away. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> he takes cool my PS4. That? It's like uh, a, it's uh, a mutual. Trade. But, like, uh, ju- yeah. Justin Justin Davis just bought himself a Wii U, That's right? right? And he he tweeted. He's like, oh, my God, I'm in, I'm loving Pikmin. I'm loving yeah. Mario. So people yeah. people are who have not picked up the machine now will be able to play Wind Waker and yeah. all those games. Donkey Kong? Donkey like, Kong, Donkey Kong, I feel, is one of those games that is amazing and, like, no one's ever going to really give it credit because it's like, oh, it's just another platform. Yeah, it's another yeah. Donkey Kong. But it's like, no, it's not just another platform. It's, a really it's good an one. amazing platform. I agree. You know? yeah. No, I agree. Um, really cool. quickly, too, and I brought this up last week, but I'm telling you guys, since we're both talking about older games on Wii U, you both should go back to play Pikmin 3 after that update with touch controls oh, on I just the gamepad. So good. Hmm. So, so good. I'm trying to play it again to uh, go through it and see if I can sort of get the most out of that uh, control setup. I love those little updates. Like sometimes smaller content updates like that can really kind of get you to re-experience a game. So I'm definitely going to do that and check out Pikmin. Yeah. I totally forgot. I just updated Forza on the on the Xbox because they added the Nürburgring track, right? Yeah, like yeah. they mm-hmm. released it for free. That kind of stuff is awesome. Yeah. yeah. For sure. All right. So it seems like we're done on that topic. Let's jump into the question block then. So Mm -hmm. uh, for those listening, the question block is a sort of bi-weekly segment that we do here on Nintendo Voice Chat. Uh, We sort of time ourselves to four minutes per question and just try to attack the sort of user-submitted question as best we can. The idea for this format uh, was inspired by some great work by folks over at 1up.com. So let's start with our first question, which comes from Adam from Illinois. And he says... uh, 
I think an important question you guys should acknowledge is whether or not Zelda U should keep the traditional Zelda controls or continue with motion controls from Skyward Sword. What do you prefer and what do you think will be best for the series? So I have a funny feeling we're all going to agree on this, but I would like if we sort of went back and forth on this. So really quickly, what do you think, Tim? I mean, I I think that with the Wii U, it they need this needs to be the definitive HD Zelda experience, which means this is a console game. Give me the console Zelda that I've always wanted. Traditional which means console. traditional, traditional controls, controls, you know? Okay. But at the same time, like, Skyward Sword, it was almost there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And my worry is with motion control, we're always going to only be almost there. It's never going to be there. And I don't want Zelda. Zelda's too good of a franchise to be almost. And I feel like because of that, we need it to be traditional controls. So I... I actually think it should have both. I think sword what? play, sword play. Hold on, not what? not interchangeable. I think sword play should be button control, the way it is in Link Between Worlds, Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time. I think Zelda, the Zelda games actually had a really deep fighting system with Wind Waker with the A button, like to avoid the slashes, like that kind of stuff. I I want to see them build upon it. I feel all of the motion control gets in the way of that depth. Mm-hmm. It's cool for puzzle solving where you're swiping up or down, but I don't feel like it's fun enough for the action sequences. And honestly, you do get tired from playing. Like people who say that your arm doesn't get tired, you do get tired. How from are you playing swinging that. a sword? You can I'm just like, do little motions no, and like no, no, just but, use your wrist. No, but but you you can't rest the controller the way you do. I do think they should use tilt motion um, on for the game aiming those and all the that bow and stuff. Yeah. I think the bow. Come on, getting like a sniper scope kind of thing, like you know, what was that? I forgot what that was called in the older game, like where you can see really far. Somebody write in what it was called. Sorry, blank. Um, just being able to see the zoomed-in state on the gamepad would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're zooming in at somebody really far away, and you go. Pew, or even you something with, with the beetle, a, like from yeah. Skyward Sword, just controlling that, that and flying yeah. that by tilting. The I think gamepad, the big thing is how intuitive it is, and to us as gamers, it's intuitive to swing a sword by pressing a button. Yeah. Whereas for some reason, it is intuitive to kind of raise it to aim and like yeah. to do those type of things. So I think it's really a gameplay mechanic by mechanic basis. And, and the other thing is like the Wii U comes with a gamepad packed in, not with a remote and the nunchuck. The primary play style will have to be stick and button mm-hmm. and not slashing, swiping. Yeah. They're not going to make you buy yeah, the I, I will admit though, and this, you know, I've been pretty harsh on uh, Skyward Sword, but the, I thought the motion controls were the best part of that game. I thought that they actually realized what they were going for and it wasn't one of the things that detracted from how that game played. It was more about the repetitive nature of the task and it just felt like yep. Skyward Chores versus something that I actually like wanted to kind of go on an adventure to do. And so I would say I really like your idea where it's sort of a hybrid of the two. Definitely keep all of combat map to buttons, keep it traditional, but do find little places to either use the touchscreen or to use tilt control that don't feel obtusive. And you know what? At the end of the day, too, do what you did with Ocarina of Time where it was optional. Mm-hmm. Where if you didn't want to aim with 3DS motion control, you didn't have to. Yeah. You can switch that off and motion, it wouldn't be a big deal. Motion controls got in the way of combat in Skyward Sword, in my opinion. Well, they did make you look silly. It turned, it turned combat into a puzzle, which is a great concept. I love that whole thing. It's like, oh, it's the, you know, it's the, the mouth plant opens. that opens yeah. this way. Yeah. I love that, but it means waiting until he switches his mouth, like if you're not getting it, and it can slow down combat. And for me, at least, it never got that intuitive where it's like as fast as, as in yeah. the traditional Zelda. You just want to start fighting. fencing and like doing it like fancy No, German I want to, like when you've met the same enemy 50 times, you just kind of want to be done with them. And yeah. like the old Zelda games have this wonderful progression where an enemy is really tough when you first met them, meet them, and then you're like, oh man, mm. 
you just you just yeah, like yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones, uh-huh. right? When the guy does all the sword stuff, you just go. Yeah. You can do that with the hook shot once you figure it out. And I felt like this game just took too long for the combat. Okay. And that's why I feel button combat is the way to go. And just playing Link Between Worlds. Moving away from the touchscreen controls, I was like, "Thank God!" Yeah, <laughs> I like, I they love. Back. That's the game franchise I fell in love with. It's awesome to experiment, but I want to go back to how it used to be. Okay, all right, good. We're out of time on that one. Uh, next question comes from Brian Thomas, and he asks, "What is the biggest disappointment? What is your biggest disappointment of E3?" I, I'm assuming for Nintendo, but if you want to open it a little wider, you can. And what were you expecting to be there that wasn't? I think we've kind of hit the second part of this question, but I'll say I wanted to hear something about Metroid. Yeah. I wanted a sign of hope for the future, uh, and I didn't get one. That's and, my biggest disappointment is that yeah. Metroid didn't show, quite frankly. Yeah. Like, I always feel like, you know, the Nintendo core teams, and especially in Nintendo Tokyo, are awesome at creating beautiful graphics. I mean, you look at any of the new games, you look at Zelda, that looks freaking amazing, It right? did look really amazing. Visually, art style, it's really good. Retro is really good, too. And I wanted to see them unshackled from the 2D world into, like, a 3D Metroid-style shooter. I really wanted to see what they can do on the machine. Yeah. And I, so that, that's... I was disappointed that we didn't get a life sign of the Metroid franchise. I think that would have pushed their conference over the top, too, like their yeah. digital event, to have the life sign of that franchise. Even if it was just sort of exactly a life sign, like a pulse, and then it zooms out to a Metroid, the place would have been they, screaming, and that they, would have been it. They or totally faked me out with the Xenoblade opening. Yeah. What about you, Tim? I mean, that's a good think? call. Like, retro. Like, I'm so upset we didn't get to see something from them. I'm also like I wish we saw more Star Fox. Like I wish mm-hmm. we saw a legit like trailer or something and like mm. of a real game. Sure. Um but yeah, I mean otherwise like I'm trying to think it, it was pretty good. Yeah. You know, I was I was happy with overall. it. Like I think it was the the best presentation Nintendo's had for a long time. There was mm-hmm. there was no game where you said, "Oh, that's crap," right? Like the Star Fox demo was uh, it's just so early, yeah. so it's kind of hard to judge it, but like, you know, usually you have like a Yoshi game where you're like, "Eh, it's just boring and yeah. unexciting." That was fun. Well, and even I, with the E3 great. where they were pushing more new IP than I feel they ever had yeah. Yeah. E3, right? Splatoon, Code well, Name Steam. I do feel like Splatoon, they went on just it was a fine that they showed it. It was yeah. just a tad too long. It's like oh. you can't show a Zelda halfway through and then show us that for 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, that was my biggest thing. Like, honestly, my biggest disappointment of the littlest thing is Link's look in the new Zelda. What? What? Yeah. What? I, and that, I know people are going to be upset <laughs> about that. You are crazy. But, so my thing is I love – such a beautiful I woman. Love, well, <laughs> I love the, the art style and stuff. And I'm not saying like, oh, I wish it was realistic or any of that. Not that gruff Link. I don't like the, um, the Link before he's Link looks that we've had in like Twilight Princess well, you, and Scarlet Sword. Well, Twilight Princess, his... he had the Oprah smock. Let's forget that. Well, just when, when he's in this, when like the, I'm a little villager guy. Wait, like, Wind Waker was adorable. What are you talking about? That's yeah, one of the examples of the outfit. There's something about that. And, that this, just... and this outfit harkened back to the Wind Waker more than yeah. any, right? It had the blue top and yeah, the sort of brown I, I like the blue, but just there's something about it that I I'm really just like, liked it. I, I've always wanted something where... And this is a, totally a personal thing. But I, when I saw it, I was a little like, damn it. You wanted the Where, green tunic. It's not, not necessarily the green tunic. Okay, just something that's not so rural. And just yeah. like, I'm a little villager Rustic. dude. And like, Because that just tells me that I know the first hour of the game is going to be, go do villager chores. And I'm like, I don't want that anymore. Yeah, yeah like, well, We have then, talked about on this show how awesome would it be for a Zelda to start in a dungeon. And you're just like, yep, you pick up the second you hit start on the controller or, or for and him go to, with it. Yeah, or for him to be a badass knight or something it's like something that. It's no, different. I, like, I get, that's all I want. I get that. Um, but I think that the, said, I thought the style, like the clothes, everything looked really cool. I it really looks liked cool. It. it definitely looks so, cool. Yeah. But 
I like I said, not, I'm more upset about the yeah. fact that I know that there's going to be a couple hours of the game in the beginning that are going to be too similar for my taste. Okay. No, and that that's a I think that's a fair concern to have. I mean, I I just, as hmm. someone who absolutely adores Zelda, I, I love the hero's journey, even if they're not perfect t- t- sort of stories for the most part. They don't always start very strong the way they should. I feel like maybe the last really strong opening uh, for a 3D Zelda outside of Wind Waker was probably A Link to the Past. I wasn't super crazy about the way Ocarina started for the most part. I love the dream sequence and everything, but I do like the story of like the hero being just Joe... John Q. Public to like, hey, he's Link now, and he's this hero no one's heard of, but he's saving the world, and that's the theme in all of those games. See, that's too that to me the Zelda story is the King Arthur story, right? It's the ra- not he rags no, to riches, but it's like no, but like it's like it's he's the he's the you know unknown hero basically, and he has to draw the sword, and then he has the power, right? Uh, and yeah. like then he everybody will look up to him. Like that's what I expect uh, from a Zelda game. I expect well, him to be weak in the beginning and have a wooden sword. And I'm cool with that. Uh, I just yeah. don't want to be like a villager. All right, <laughs> move well, him somewhere a, else. Yeah, there's a convention that needs some changing. Get rid of this, this stupid pulling the sword from the stone. Find a different way to sort of evolve that tale. I the feel like sword. a link to the to- a link to the past started it, and they're just afraid to put that away. No I'm King like, Arthur you know started it. Do something. Yeah. No, well, you know, for the series, you know what I mean. Excalibur. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, next question comes from. Uh, oh, this is a really good question. Uh, this comes from Alex J. Lopez, and he's asking. Uh, well, he basically brings up. No one talked about how much Iwata's absence. Uh, uh, no one talked much about Iwata's absence from E3 this year. Did it come up in discussions with folks from Nintendo who were present with the yearly board meeting coming up, where they vote to either replace or reinstate company leadership? Are we possibly looking at a change for Nintendo? This is a scary question. So let me jump into this first because from the perspective of someone that doesn't really know all that businessy aspects Mm -hmm. of Nintendo near as well as you guys do, I didn't notice him being gone at all. Like from watching the direct, he opened the direct. He was in the Smash Bros. thing. Was like he was a big enough deal and represented Nintendo enough that like one of his me's was how they showed off the Me Fighter in Smash. Mm I didn't feel like he was out of it at all. Okay, fine. Sorry, I have um, to tell somebody I'll be late. Um, sure. I, I feel the same way. It's like he wasn't absent because they did such a good job into like pre-taping and, and integrating him into that. And like I feel like if... He doesn't do interviews anyway with, I, with most of us on camera. I buy that he he was sick. I buy that. That, yeah. that he would have stayed away. He stayed away because of that. Because I don't think Nintendo would tell people health-related reasons. They would just say, oh, he's not going to make it for personal reasons or something. They were very specific. Mm-hmm. They said it was health-related. Sure. And so I buy that. But it is weird timing, right? It like, is very weird timing because in June, the investors meet to sort of talk about his approval rating. The, and it's been dipping for the past three years. Yeah, the conspiracy theorist in me says, oh, my God, that is that was absolutely timed to like keep him away let's not cause any more damage by having him be a presenter and be a core to you know it could be to for folks people interview write that news story but it could be i don't believe that yeah i don't no. believe that i think honestly that that it was health related no matter what happens in but, June. but more importantly let's look at iwata and look at where nintendo is right now and is is nintendo making the right moves to dig themselves out of the trench that they're in right now with wii u i think that's the bigger question that investors are going to be asking, right? No, no I th- it's more of a question of what do shareholders want out of Nintendo, and I think Iwata has failed to give them the answers that they're seeking for. Like, he's he's steady as a rock, right? right? He says, we have succeeded with 
by being, you know, innovative and That's creators, right. and we have released a product and we're going to see it through. That's not exactly what shareholders wanted. Wanted shareholders wanted to hear, we're going to make Mario games on iOS and it's going to be the biggest thing ever. That's what they wanted, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not what Iwata is giving to them, or that's not what the company is giving to them, and they're going to blame Iwata for it. And so that, you know. I don't think they're going to get rid you of Iwata. You just did a Conan thing there. What was yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the hair for it. But I don't think they're going to get rid of Iwata. I, think, I don't think but so But I think Hope that the, the people who don't want him in, in, in the lead, that's going to be a significant number of shareholders at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And this but, is their their sort of general board voting. It's not just every shareholder doing the, the approval rating. I mean, I don't know how the system works. Yeah. We're just putting it's out the there board, that yeah. this is coming up. Uh, we don't entirely know what the voting process is, but we do know that there has been a downward trend as far as uh, his leadership is concerned. And I think he's doing the best he can while holding the line on exactly agreeing with you, holding the line on what he thinks is right. The problem is... The $40 model is a problem for games on a, on, a, on a portable. The model to not have every developer sort of having access to the tools is also something that Nintendo needs to let go yeah. um, across 3DS and Wii U, to be fair. Like, anyone should be able to make a Wii U game, yeah. dude. But anyone. What, but what they can show, they can go back and say, hey, look, we are experimenting with different revenue streams, right? They like have been. We're experimenting with, quite frankly, they're probably experimenting with ad sales on YouTube. You know, mm -hmm. they're experimenting That's with... That's what they're doing, yeah. They're experimenting with uh, free-to-play. They had, you know... Yep. Amiibo, another uh, yeah. thing. You had the... Toys. The, the, uh, the Wii uh, Sports sort of weekend passes. There was there sort of go. like, rent it and or buy it. Do what you're going to do with it. Exactly. And so while they can't go in front of the board and say, we're making crazy tons of money and the Wii U is a complete turnaround story, they can say, look at all these things that we're we're trying, and we're going to figure out what works, and then we're going to lean into that. And so I think that will be a positive message. Okay. Nice. Look at that right timing. Time. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. You're getting better at this. Uh, okay. So I guess we should do – let me see how much time we have left. Sorry. Let's do one more, and then let's I bail. have four more minutes. Okay. That's oh, all man. you need. Um, all right. Perfect time. All right. So uh, – Okay, I'm going to ask this one. So this one comes from Matthew. Hey, guys, I'm Matthew from Montreal, and I was wondering what your opinions are on the possibility of continuing to iterate on the Mario level maker in the future. Will we eventually see art and physics styles from all games? Hmm. Maybe even beat Little Big Planet to the punch and have a 3D level maker. This Mario maker really has me excited for the future. Thanks for all that you do, and good day to you. Um, so I think... Maybe the styles will, will find their way in, all of the 2D styles. I think Tezuka said as much to uh, Jeremy over at US Gamer. However, what I don't think, I don't think uh, you'll see any sort of 3D, like in terms of Mario 64 level design. I just think, first of all, that's too hard. That's a lot of work on Nintendo's see, end that I don't has know. to kind of get is figured it? out. Like, again, bringing up Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Like, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 and being but, able to make your own levels, I know it's very different. But very few people actually did it, right? Yeah. But, like, but, if the core, very few people actually made their levels. No, but to Tim's... Really? Yeah. Because, no, I mean, like, they kept Tim's that up. Point, and, the, I mean, the gamepad makes that easier. It does. Yeah. Right? Because you're just tap, point, drop, done. Right? Mm -hmm. But I, I agree with you. I don't think it's such a crazy idea because Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Right? Like... It's all about creating your own world. And if there's one company that can figure out how to make level creation fun, it's Nintendo, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there is a way for them to pull that off. When they um, have made, like, making minigames fun, like, look at WarioWare DIY. That's a great example yeah. of they had multiple ways of teaching you how to make games of that, whether you were making sprite art, whether you were programming the logic for games yeah. themselves, and they made it really simple. Mm -hmm. I do think, though, Mario Maker takes it to the next level of simplicity just because it's 2D. Mm -hmm. And I just wouldn't bet the farm on a 3D Me neither. Maker well, I think they need to, we need to see 
see how this one does. Yeah. Like, if this does well, I guarantee we're going to yeah. see a 3D one. But, but if it doesn't, then I can almost guarantee we won't. But it's, it's, it's such a great formula. If people dig it and people just keep playing games, then it makes sense to do Mario Maker 2, which is like... The, he has all the moves that he doesn't yet have, right? Mm-hmm. This one is is very simple, right? Like yeah. the the types of blocks, the move sets. You can't you can't fly, right? You don't have the no. cape and all that yeah. kind of stuff. You can imagine Super Mario Maker coming out next, yep. right? Yep. And like just like they iterated with NES Remix, they're going they might iterate with yeah, this. But, system. but that worries me because they didn't really inter- iterate with NES Remix. I mean, they made a sequel, but oh. they didn't go to Super okay. Nintendo Remix. But, they didn't take it to you, like that next on. level that's, of really that's cool. coming. It's just a matter of time for them. I don't know if they have enough people. They might need a development I, partner to make. That. I'm so I'm happy. I'm, I'm so, so happy Mario Maker exists. If you got, to, if you haven't watched the videos of it, it is so intuitive to create a level. It's Very much. so freaking easy. It's like you just kind of wa- you're wondering why not more people have used that touchscreen for that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, I was sad it was an E3 show floor demo because I wanted to take it somewhere nice, nice and private and just work on a Mario level mm-hmm. and like the E3 show is the worst place for that but it showed really well regardless. Yeah, just like Sam said on the episode last week, you know, like he just threw all the Hammer Brothers at the screen and like people started to stand behind him and watch just yeah. to see the craziness of yeah. the hammers flying and him making it through and you know when I talked to Cindy she mentioned that uh, Miyamoto had the, the kids there to yeah. create a where he basically told the kids hey I've made Mario games for you guys for over you know what like 30 years yeah. now it's your turn and he turned away and said I'm not going to look at what you create because <laughs> That's really I want cute. you to create something and I don't want to see the, what challenges you put in and then he came back and played the levels and he just beat them all he was yeah. so good at it right? well, and, and awesome. continue it's to iterate cool. on this formula right Zelda maker mm-hmm. Metroid maker like yo sign me up now like, you're getting I greedy totally, I am getting greedy now yeah. because see, the, I think but, this can totally work see Metroid Maker and Zelda Maker are so complex because you're building be. you're building a bigger story if it's more like NES Remix it works but Mario is so perfect for level it's crazy so because perfect. it's so confined right no but, I agree that's yeah. why I think Mario is the right place to start but I'd like to see those other properties sort of develop and who knows you know we'll yeah. see the first one has to do well first so this will do well this will work like people will but create is this levels software? like crazy. I think the limitations uh, will stand in the way of it becoming, you know, as powerful as Little Big Big Planet, where mm-hmm. people create all these themed thing- things. And Nintendo should like let people give yeah. people give just a power. little bit yeah. more power. Would change the palettes, you know, Wait, create new rewind graphics. here. Do you think this is a retail game? No, I think it'll be a downloadable. All right, because I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll be a yeah, but I think as a retail game, if they can figure out a way to to get it to that content level, which is always a pain in, in the rear, right? Because mm-hmm. you always hear, oh, there's not enough here, oh, yeah. this is too much, or oh. And the standards of what sort of iOS has trained us to expect from sort of downloadable games has also completely screwed our expectations for what we think is worth what we're buying. But yeah, I think I'm we curious. might see retail where, like uh, New Super Luigi, hmm. where it's a discount retail game. And I think I like that's that a very good idea because I remember years ago being yeah. a little kid at Toys R Us and seeing Mario Paint. And buying it just yep. based off of like, oh, I get to do my own Mario stuff. And like, you know, that was different. Yep. But that was so important to my childhood. Sure. And I feel like this is going to be I, similarly important. I actually think it, I could see them do like a Mario 1000 where they pick the 1000 most popular community created levels, package them retail style and have Mario Maker so included. So sell it after mm. the fact. Yeah, do yeah. it on that do it as a digital game first. But, but it Both feels, of your theories make sense. It feels like a digital game and because digital connectivity is core to the experience. It's all about sharing your levels with others mm. and therefore you're assuming it's a connected audience that is most interested in it. Okay. Why not then sell it without the retailer? All right. 
Right. Great. So thank you very much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. As usual, we are a weekly podcast that you can find on IGN, but we are not the only podcast that you can find on IGN. There's plenty of shows, PlayStation, Microsoft. Com- I think we have a comic show, don't we? No, we, we have don't. movies. We one. do not yeah, have a movie. We don't have We're a working, comic on, show. It. working, working on, on it. Working on it. Yeah. Okay, a Star but... Trek one. Scott Kalura does one. What's it called? Transporter Room Five or something? Really? Yeah. That just started. Yeah. Is that no, new? he's been doing it for a long time. It's just a small thing he oh, does on his on the side. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, we also have a lot of great video features. As you heard earlier, there is now a Smash Brothers YouTube channel you yes. should check out. Uh, but also come back to IGN, watch our video features, check out our written content. We have a lot of stuff for you. Uh, so really quickly, let's go around the room. Oh, before we do, um, if you like to review podcasts, and I know, listener, that's mm. you, head over to iTunes and leave us a show review. Let us know what you think. You know, how are we doing? Where can we use improvement? We always read your feedback. Also, email uh, any ideas you have for a question of the week or question block questions to nvc at ign.com mm-hmm. let's really quickly go around the room with twitter handles you can find pair at pair ign you can find tim at tim gettys and you can find myself jose underscore otero on twitter thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.